Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is my co-host Will. How are you this week, Will? I'm very good, thank you, Sam. Have you started doing that without a script? Uh, yes, I have. Don't need you a tell. script, it's just memorised. Um, I was just going to say, maybe maybe go back to the script. Um, I'm <laughs> very good, thank you. Uh, and... Uh, welcome to all our wonderful listeners. If you've been here before, you know the process. Sam gives us an anime to watch and me, as a absolute noob to the anime community, approach it from an absolute novice standpoint. And Sam, as the expert, the weeb, um, comes at it from that side as well. And we come together, we discuss, we debate, and we decide whether these shows are good basically is what we what we do at the yeah. minute we, we decide whether they're good and we try and convince people to watch anime slash sometimes not watch anime if the show isn't particularly good so or to avoid we, it like the plague yeah we're trying to come up with a list of shows that we can show to an absolute novice and get them hooked on anime and if you think there's a particular show we should review uh, make sure to hit us up on all of our socials and um tell a friend listen to our backlog we've got 60 this will be 62 yeah he's remembering i'm remembering the episodes now um this will be episode 62 so you've got 62 shows to suggest to friends and we can help in convincing them or not convincing them to watch a particular show narrowing them down i think we need to do an update of our uh shows that got in list so that we can have a bit of a shorthand for it right can i i can't remember can I tell you a project that I've been working on? Um, Please. That I want to do an episode on. So this, this, this is like a sneak peek into potentially future episodes. Last night mm-hmm. I sat down and I went through because I've, we've, we've, like you said, like we say, we've watched 61, 62 shows now and mm-hmm. it, keeping a track of them and keeping a track of what I want to pursue is a little bit tricky. So I created yeah. a five category Ooh. list with shows wow. that I've stuck with. Shows okay. that I've given a shot, but it's sort of dwindled. Shows that I want to continue with. Shows okay. that have not a chance of being continued with. And a, and a list of shows <laughs> that I'm not sure of. Um, Ooh, and I I've, like I've, it. I've put all 60, 62 episodes or 61 episodes uh, into this, the, these, That's these categories. That's really interesting. I, I kind of want to do that as well now. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd love to compare the lists. Yeah. Because I mean, it's... it's a, for those yeah. of you who don't know, I tend to stick with an anime through thick and thin, bitter pills to swallow and all, and I will finish exactly. whatever is there of a show. But since doing the podcast now, there's lots of shows that we've gone back over and reviewed that I've gone, well, that was nice to revisit, but I won't watch the whole thing. So mm. that can make for a really exciting episode. Yeah. That'd be really good. And speaking yeah. of things that you stuck with and wanted to stick with, uh, mm. last week we checked out the Heike story a show about feudal era Japan. And did yeah. you stick through with that? Did you watch any more? No, no, I didn't. It uh, actually, I think that's maybe because that episode hasn't gone out yet. I was, I, I don't think I've actually put that on my list yet because obviously the episode hasn't aired when I did this list. So I was looking through the uh, podcast streams right. that were already uploaded. Um, so I haven't. And I think it will go into what I want to continue with. I do think I want Ooh. to watch it because I, I, I like the fact that it's Plot related twist. to this quite historical um, piece of text. Um, 
but I don't know where. I've also ranked that that particular list as well in, into what is going to get my priority. Um, do you want to try and guess what's at the top of the minute? Is it Cogeus? No, it's not. That is what. That is fourth at the minute. Ooh. But there's about fifteen on the list. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Speculate in. You have to uh, tell me later in the you comments. Can... Yeah, I'll, I'll fill you in later. Yeah, no, I didn't watch that. I I started. I carried on. Um, I watched a couple of episodes of Doctor Stone. Oh, um, excellent! Which was fun. We, yeah, the next episode was really fun. Um, he's uh, made gunpowder. They exploded it by accident. Yeah, set a fire. Uh, that was that was good. And then they get had the little robot um, character that came on and gave the the oh Mekasenku <laughs> yeah Mekasenku <laughs> he's the best yeah it's good yeah uh, shall we get into today's episode because today we are we watching um, we are watching something that I don't know it's huge it's probably the a- most atypical Japanese thing you could think of you think Japan you think this. Um, but obviously, this Very is much an so. anime, and it's a little bit different potentially to some of the other versions. Um, yeah, it comes at it from a unique angle, which I guess they all try and do, um, but some are a bit more mm-hmm. um, similar than others. We're watching um, something to do with Godzilla. Godzilla Singular Point. Yeah, Sam, why would anyone want to watch Godzilla Singular Point? I mean, it's got Godzilla in it, so that's a pretty good start. <laughs> it's quite convincing off the bat. Um, it's made by the guys behind My Hero Academia and Carolyn Tuesday, along with help from the studio behind Beastars. So you have this oh. almost wonder collaboration between Studio Bones, known mm. for doing some very, very good and very impressive 2D animation, and Studio Orange, who are, are known for their CG work in shows like Beastars. So right. they come together to create this very, um, let's say, interesting mix of 2d and 3d um it's it differs in structure from your typical godzilla film and godzilla entry where Mm. usually godzilla is the big threat that is being faced throughout the entirety of the uh the runtime whereas here it's a lot more of a is is that true because what did i watch recently where you don't see godzilla till like the last 10 minutes Oh, what? Godzilla 2016. Yeah. The, yeah. the first one in the monster verse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, but he's still but, but got he's a still, presence in that film. Yeah. It's we still, still know that he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, sorry. I interrupted. Mm. Had you, had you finished okay. your wonderful introduction to Godzilla? More or less. Basically, if you're a fan of giant monsters or mysteries or science fiction, then this could be a show that might really pique your interest brilliant all right let's get into reviewing this and pulling it apart um and seeing if it gets into the anniverse yes we're watching godzilla singular point this week and well what i want to know is what on earth is happening in these first three episodes can you give me a rough overview <sighs> yes yes i can and i've come prepared this week um oh my oh my goodness so i had a long thing about how to explain this it's basically Ghostbusters, right? Oh my god! <laughs> it's Ghostbusters. So we have we have this gang of Ghostbusters that go exploring a mysterious house with some mysterious noises that seem to be linked to some mysterious creatures, and at the same time, we have an alarm that goes off in an observatory that no one knows what it's mm-hmm. for because it's a mysterious noise, and there are some mysterious rules about what happens <laughs> if 
this alarm goes off and then both the people in the observatory and the Ghostbusters are our point of view characters as the world falls into, or this city in particular seems to fall mm-hmm. uh, victim to some pterodactyl dinosaur bird creatures uh, that start to turn the sea red and attack the city for a certain mm-hmm. unspecified amount of time before they collapse and die. Um, and yeah. they're, trying to stop this from happening or figure it out, although no one else apart from the Ghostbusters seem to be doing anything. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. basically it. It's a mystery with some monsters that these two groups of people need to uh, are working to try and find answers to, basically, while mm-hmm. these pterodactyls attack the city. Yeah, pretty much spot on there. And I really like the Ghostbusters comparison because you do. it does feel kind of that these from- are the... It's, scrappy ghostbusters not just not the new slick cg ghostbusters oh, yeah. but like the dirty new york <laughs> our, our proton packs are held together with chewing gum and bumped on like <laughs> rubber bands kind of thing because these guys um we meet our first point of view character yun yes he, he's this mega brain super smart deductive programmer mm. but he also can is holding down a just above unemployed position yeah. at this uh, yeah that's true repair factory place the otoki otoki factory yeah i didn't get it <laughs> ghostbusters yeah. ghostbusters back in the ghostbusters Ink. lab yeah and then we also have may who is a uni student who also has a giga brain but this one's cute <laughs> well it's it, it, it's is it a giga brain she seems to or is it one of these where, oh, the crazy person was right all along? She seems to um, have this obsession. Her her field is... Oh, my God. Unnatural. I mean, I can't remember the name. I didn't note it down, but it's basically... Theoretical creatures. Theoretical creatures, yeah. So what <laughs> what doesn't exist? You need to know what doesn't exist to know what really exists or something is one of the yep. lines. Um, it's just... What a waste of scholarship money. <laughs> Well, you could. It's it's. This is really satire for the rest of um, the education system and how people just get degrees in all sorts of crap nowadays. And just anything, <laughs> anything to stay in education and live off the state and not not get a real job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to criticize the education system in the in the world, but, but <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. We've got our monster hunters, and I wanted to ask you, who do you prefer out of our two leads? We've got Yun and we've got Mei. Which one and whose story do you find more compelling? Um, I prefer uh, Goro. Is it Goro? The crazy, wacky... The old man. The old man. I love him. Do He's you? Dumbass. I, I Cross-eyed. Was just, I, I was just poking the bear because I find him irritating as hell. Um <laughs> I can't stand him. He's just old Mr. Miyagi character, shouty, shouty. Um, let's, let's just be as crazy and out there as possible. And, and no one, and I'm the crazy scientist who really knows what's going on. But I don't know. It's just a bit done. Great. It's just done. Yeah. Like all of these characters I felt were very one dimensional. Um, mm. Yun, Yun, even himself, like I liked that concept. And it's almost similar to what we have in Dr. Stone. Um, but I just, and you know, very early on, we get this 
he can sort of predict the future with his Sherlock Holmes level of uh, deduction. Um, he even calls it out, right? He even says, yeah. like, elementary, my dear Watson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but, I, but again, I feel like he's so... I just don't, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence with him, to be fair. I'm not going to, I'm not going to over-criticise with him. I just can see that very, they're just playing that one card at the minute and it just seems to be yeah, a little bit sort of get out of jail free card. Um, they're just like, here's the smartest man in the room and he's going to solve the problem in some sort of way. Assisted- just that, oh, again, with the socially awkwardness and the, the, the yeah. AI and that sort of relationship with other people, it's just very Sherlocky. Um yeah, but yeah, he's young and the AI got white is hair. magic. The, the the AI is magic. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's let's give them something that can get them. That it's can the sonic screwdriver. The it is the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, any problem they seem to have, but it's better than the sonic screwdriver in so many ways because it's cute and it can change shape. It is cute. I love Perro <laughs> too. <laughs> I will admit, like. There's a lot of exposition in this show and the different yes. ways that they try to make it more visually interesting. One of them is that the little AI takes on the form of a dog and will start like eating food and right. warping and being very chibified whilst it does it. Mm. I appreciate that. That was cute. It's one of those characters that you you grow to love, but you hate to love as well. It's it's a love-hate mm. relationship. Like It starts off really chibi-ish and sort of, but then some of the lines and some of the excitable comments, they are very cute and they do well in the dub anyway they land um did you watch double sub sub for me um okay which i am kind I, of regretting i imagine that's very difficult given the pace mm. of everything um and the exposition the, there's a lot of information and a lot of talking yeah i think that's one of my biggest issues with the show and the the scene that comes to mind that was the hardest to kind of pass is that first the opening. Well, one of the very first scenes in episode one where they walk into the haunted house and they are just there is no gaps they are just yeah. talking and they are talking and talking and talking and if you're not paying attention a lot of what they're saying is very mundane and not relevant but it adds to the character and then they'll throw in something that's really important as a throwaway in one of the sentences so I felt like I was in this uh, this kind of weird limbo where I had to be paying attention and I had to be understanding everything that was being said, but also there was just so much technobabble and yes. high concept um, sci-fi ideas floating around along with just, oh, I wonder where we're going to get our next meal and isn't the old guy so crazy Yeah, that I was kind of zoning out like I, I knew that I yeah. needed to pay attention, yeah, no, but I, so often I felt my attention was drifting. You, you've almost verbatim said what I was going to say. Um, I felt there was so much going on, and it feels useful and necessary, as if, and it feels like everything's going to tie together, and we need to know all of a lot of this information. But mm-hmm. there's also just this sense that we that there, we, there's so much we don't know, and there's so much it's so tricky to track every little detail they're passing on that it's just going at such a pace that it, it, it's a brain workout. And, um, yeah. And, and especially if you were watching it in sub, I just think that would add another dimension where you're having to read this. You're potentially missing some animation stuff and maybe not getting yeah. the fuller experience. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, 
with the sub, how was how was the voice acting? Voice acting was fine. I wouldn't say that there was anything remarkable about any of the performances. Yun is just typical, moody, pretty monotone mm. uh, protagonist. Mei is the the quirky, um, a bit more high pitched. Um, I think the reason why I liked the old man a bit more is because I don't I don't know how his performance was in the English version, mm. but in the sub at the very least, it was much more. I guess maybe I'm just used to that portrayal of old men, but I found it a lot more tolerable. Okay, and maybe that was because I was at that point I was just maybe it's because you're an old man. I wasn't. I'm just an old fogey. Here at eighty-seven years old, just watching that's what the Godzilla flicks. That's what our, li- our listeners don't realise. That's why. That's why we don't do video because Sam's just an old man <laughs> sat in his dressing gown and his pants. Sometimes he just gets up and walks around, forgets where he's just put shuffling. the microphone. He's, he's where just... did I leave my jet Jaguar? <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I good. remember the first Godzilla back in the fifties. That was a man in a rubber suit. Or hundreds of years ago, according to some of the exposition. Again, like, I feel talking about the specifics of this show could land us in a lot of hot water because for me, I mean, you've seen, uh, you've seen all of this, right? Yeah, I've seen it through yeah. to, to so, completion. So I guess you can sort of fill in any misconceptions and, and any outlandish things that are very wrong. But for me, I feel like I could quite easily put my foot in things because I don't have a clear idea of what, what where this is going, what things mean. They're drip feeding a lot of mystery in. And after episode three, there's a lot that I don't know. And there's a lot yeah. that I feel like I've maybe misinterpreted or got, got particularly wrong. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit, there's if you like, a bunch like of it. plot threads that they bring in. Very, very early. I think one of my notes for episode one is that it feels very bizarre as a place to end your first episode because there's so much almost purposeful but aimless wandering around and doing of things that is just introducing you to characters and plot threads and mysteries and ideas, but it doesn't feel like the plot's moved anywhere. There's no accomplishment. The first episode ends with just more mysteries being thrown onto the pile. Right, yeah. And does it does it episode fe- one end with the giant skeleton in the basement? Yes, it ends yeah. with the the Zilla skeleton. Yeah, I, I was thinking there's that that skeleton looks a lot like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, and and they even play the the original theme or like a, a motif from it, and it's just oh, oh 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 very good. Yeah, although I am a bit concerned that this Godzilla show has <laughs> has a in episode one revealed that godzilla is dead <laughs> he's gone he's, he's just not there <laughs> just, just done um too bad <laughs> yeah I, I get your point i think they're trying to leave it on a cliffhanger it's here's this next mystery and thickening the story thickening the plot but um they haven't really necessarily resolved anything yet so it's like okay i don't know anything yet you're just throwing more mystery i, I need some clarity. Give, yeah give me something um we do get we do get this the first monster interaction where it lands yes. in the middle of the city uh, in the middle of the town the, square or the, oh the the, the it's it the fair the, the people died the fair people died the fair <laughs> people get eaten by pterodactyls at the fair <laughs> people get battered by giant mechanical robots at the fair did the dub call the big pterodactyl rodan or yes. radon ro what did i write rodan Okay, so interesting tidbits that I dug up throughout the episode. Um, 
is the naming conventions of a lot of the monsters in Japanese tend to be a bit different because of uh, pronunciation and katakana. So we, um, that's why in the version that I was watching, it was called a radon, a radon. But when radon. the company behind Godzilla localized it out into, and gave official English names for everything, it became Rodan instead. So in when you look at the legendary pictures, Monsterverse movies, they call it Rodan versus Radon. But in the original, it's Radon. It's also I, in the original, it's Godzilla. <laughs> Which actually, I have okay. I have a fact behind that because it's... Okay, it sounds super racist when I say it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit, but but okay. that's his name. Yeah, no, okay. If it's his name, it's his name. I can't, I can't disagree. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's a combination of gorilla and whale in Japanese of uh, wow. gorilla and kujira. Uh, if you're going to ask what two animals it is Godzilla made up of, I would not have gone whale and <laughs> gorilla. That is Im- that is crazy. What 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 would what would you go for? Have you got to go for lizard? <laughs> like yeah, lizard, lizard, and giant. <laughs> it's a giant Titan. fucking lizard. Okay, uh, yeah. All cards on the table. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, versus the colossal Titan. Who takes uh, it? Okay. Um. Well. Isn't the Colossal Titan not actually that big when they... Like, I've seen a video where it's not actually... It depends on what scale Godzilla is as well, because I feel like he gets bigger every movie that comes out, just like King Kong. True, I think... The, yeah, King Kong... Did, did you see Godzilla vs. Kong? Um, I don't know whether I've seen it... I don't know whether I've seen that. I did go through a stage, because you, you watched a load of them back-to-back, didn't you? And did sort of like a Godzilla marathon, and I got inspired by I that did. and did a mini one myself over like a week. Um, I can't remember which ones I've watched and which ones I haven't at this stage because they all just blur into one. I mean, if you saw the monkey punch the lizard, then you'd yeah, see but, but Godzilla I've seen, versus Yeah, Kong. but I've seen so many trailers, dude. I've seen so many clips. It's like, I don't know whether I've actually seen the movie because I've seen... I, I No, because I've seen, I've seen Kong fight a... I've seen Kong fight Tyrannosaurus Rexes. I've seen... The, the Jack giant, Black one. I've, yeah, I've seen the moth one where there's a giant moth thing that goes on a volcano um, king of the monsters yeah i don't think i've seen kong take on a godzilla i don't Dude, think i've seen that such a good movie <laughs> it's everything that i want like honestly the the only criticism <laughs> i have of that, that film honestly just yeah, shift yeah. gears yeah screw this anime <laughs> um the only criticism i have of it is that the human plot line is boring but I'm not here to watch the humans. I'm here to watch monkey punch lizard. And I get lots and lots of monkey punching lizard. Are they, what's the size comparison between the two? Godzilla is about a hundred meters tall, I think. And Kong isn't far behind him in the newer one. Really? That's interesting. Mm. Because when you see, when you see like Kong, uh, when you see Godzilla on the landscape in some of them, he seems like, ridiculous like he would step on buildings easily and kong Mm. kong doesn't feel that big he climbs the empire state so he's nowhere near that sort of size where uh, you know i've seen some uh, you know again it's just like it's dark and there's lots of lighting issues and you only see parts of them at the any one time so it's difficult to sort of say um i'm sure you've got like 
physical numbers and stuff. But yeah, it just the size comparison has always baffled me between those two things. Kong seems to should be much smaller in my head. Yeah, Kong should be smaller, but they were like, we need him to be able to to stand a fight. So yeah, here's twenty extra meters. <laughs> yeah, Don't use them all at once. Godzilla breathe fire. Like, can't he just... Uh, like, technically, he breathes an atomic breath, a nuclear blast, so... Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Place your bets. <laughs> well, I mean, it's always going to be an underdog story, isn't it? So... <laughs> uh, always uh, I, I like it. There is, a, there is a conclusive winner. Okay. You sh- you need to watch it. Okay, I, I will get That's it. your homework for this week. All right. Back to Godzilla but, singular point. <laughs> We oh, we were talking about language. Point. We were talking about language and how. Why is it? Why? Why was your comment not racist? <laughs> oh, because it's because that's what he's called in Japanese. Oh, okay. He's called Godzilla, yeah. right? Oh, and because it because it means whale monkey. It means gorilla whale. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Oh, wowzers. Okay, okay, so should we should we talk about the first monster fight that we see because? I think yeah. that's a that's a pretty in, pretty big moment in in the show. Um, episode mm-hmm. one sort of teases it the the pterodactyl. What oh the show the rodent uh, lands yep. in the in the fair and they're showing off. Um, what's the what's the jet jaguar? Jet jaguar. Of course, it, it sounds like an American jet or jaguar. <laughs> it's go so- jets, go jaguars, <laughs> go jets jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a f- dumb idea for like this man to just be building this fighting robot with absolutely no knowledge of whether anything's going to come and attack or whether these monsters are even real and then the second this pterodactyl turns up the crazy <laughs> old man from around, around the corner jumps into his prototype dancing theme park attraction to go toe to toe with the pterodactyl, like you're not winning this fight, mate. Yeah, it, it it does does feel a little bit one-sided. And the um jet jaguar jets jaguar is that what you call it singularly? Jet jaguar jets jaguar um seems to do remarkably well given its injuries. Um, they managed to mm. it managed to get up, manages to get up and fight again at least twice when it should have been down for the count. But it's fun. It, he, I think the whole thing is played around his commentary more than the actual action, which frustrates me a little because he, like I said, he grates on me a bit. But it, they seem to mm. just like he, his commentary through it seems to be trying to carry it. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, and, uh, he's waxing lyrical a lot about um, the art of war and how glorious their battle will be and stuff. And it's just like, just show me the robot punching the pterodactyl man like, and well and, and then like when he when he finally gets defeated and runs away he's all like oh don't i didn't mean it and in, in the dub anyway he sort of like backtracks very oh. quickly to try and not be eaten by the pterodactyl um mm. it's definitely called something else other than a pterodactyl as well i just that's the only flying dinosaur i can remember it's in the, in yeah, the dub it's really got like it's got another name which i don't know whether is fictional or whether it is a real flying dinosaur so um we'll just call it a pterodactyl um okay pterodactyl it is with ribs coming out um, of chest. yeah it, i think it's a decent fight mm. yeah i mean i, I, did I think it. for me i think that the choice to have the monsters all rendered in 3d along with jet jaguar 
works to its strengths because it means that um there's not this overly jarring clash of 2d and 3d mm. but i do think that there is a little bit of jank with how the 3d comes across it's yeah i think it's done okay in the fight i think the moments i noticed it is mainly when it's flying when they're flying i just feel though that it doesn't really have the imposition it want that they want it to but yeah um, the fight scene wasn't bad there's this there's so many little details during the fight as well where um they really characterize it really well that this is seemingly just this mindless beast yes, that's just yeah. roaming around i did think that there's it loses interest in Jet Jaguar after the, it loses its pilot and then it's attracted by loud noises and it's not just destroying for the sake of destroying. It is acting like an animal and I have to give credit to the animators that designed it in that they they nailed it in terms of the um, the way that it acts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I agree. I I think you know the 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 open mouth with the the hundreds of teeth is very realistic. It, it's it, it's a really nice feature. The 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 character it's do you call it creature design rather than character design? Um, mm-hmm. They play with it very nicely. I think the way it moves looks very realistic when it's on the ground. The way it's yeah, not yeah, as yeah. elegant. The way it's sort of a bit more like the way it falls down into the street in the first place. Because I was thinking like. It needs to fly. It needs to take off here because it's coming down, and then it doesn't. It just collapses. I'm like, that's, that's fair. Like, you know, I've seen my cats fall off stuff that that is falling, and it's like they they don't know. They don't think quick enough to know really what to do. And this is a sort of thing that's graceful in the sky over large distances and large spaces, but when it comes to like ground movement, they're clunky and a bit more awkward. So, kudos mm. to them for for that. It was good. I thought. The ripping off of the arm of, of Jet Jaguar and the sort of damage that it took was really good. I thought... That yeah, it, it wasn't just an oversight, like one-sided beat down. It was actually, there was stakes for both sides and there was a bit of a struggle, which was nice. But also that they, 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 they played to that. It wasn't just, oh, they get it, the, the cosmetic damages. Like they literally rip an arm off and then he has to fight with one arm and it's they, they mm. emphasize that and they, they play into that. So, um, yeah. And the I recovery th- time too. Like yeah, when yeah. they go back to the hangar, they mention how uh, over a thousand of the motors have burnt out and the program right. needs to be rewritten. Yun reprogramming it on the fly was a really nice touch. I liked yeah. that they moved from a physical pilot to he used the dance moves and the um, the show off for the fair features to just distract it whilst he's busy reprogramming. Mm. That was quite a nice touch. Um, I mean, Yun, Yun himself yeah. survived far too long running away from that thing with a oh, yeah. with a giant wrench or whatever it was. Um, this man, this should be out of breath, wheezing and hollering like he is just he he's like Senku. He's really smart, but he's got no stats in his stamina or yeah, anything yeah. else. Yeah, and he just he just sprints away, and the uh, pterodactyl, the uh, rodent, just seems to um, just seems to take its time a little bit. But I guess birds like that do toy with their food a bit they do sort of yeah. tease them um you, you'll see them see birds like peck at stuff and just like take their time rather than devouring there and then so yeah it's animalistic mm. i guess so maybe 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 i'm being too harsh um right one of my big things yeah episode, episode three yep 
we see some fighter planes. It was a very cool shot. Mm. Yes, yeah, very cool. It very flying cool. and then the, the reflection of the yeah. Rodan in oh. the visor. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> they see the Rodan. They turn around uh-huh. and we never see them again. <laughs> where, where the hell are these fighter planes going? The, 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 these things are swarming the city, killing people. Although, for how many Rodan there are, there don't seem to be that yeah, many Yeah, not people a lot die. of deaths. Not a lot of deaths. Um, 13 missing person reports or something. Right, right, yeah. And a load of people injured. But you'd think there'd be a lot more deaths. These things can devour a human oh, yeah. instantly. Like, can you just I imagine guess... seeing an Attack on Titan style, like, just clamp down of the jaw over somebody and just a thousand pierce marks oh. through the flesh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, not nice. They're like a Victorian I, I guess torture the... chamber. Not the only um, caveat to that, I suppose, would be that we know that they are being attracted to radio waves, so they're not going out of their way to attack humans. It's just that they're ah, yeah. if a human okay. gets in the way on the on on their path, it's a bit of a cop out, I guess, to try and maybe keep the body count a bit lower. But what? Well, yeah, yeah, but we also co- collateral also in these situations. They also emphasize a lot that they don't seem to have a digestion tract, so maybe so. They're not oh, necessarily yeah. working on animal instinct uh, in the same way. They're not working on hunger and feeding, which would be harder to explain why there was no deaths. So I think they yeah. put that in there potentially a little bit to sort of say they're not actually trying to eat people. They're, 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 their main animalistic instinct is to go for the signals. Um, yeah. Like the giant robots. Uh, as for that uh, jet sequence, as it takes off and launches and we get the cool reflections... I had a real hard time following that because, again, in the in the sub, I was so busy reading the subtitles of this really bizarre poem. Oh yeah, rant, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And there's two instances of this in the three yeah. episodes. At the very beginning of episode one, there is just noise. What is going on there? That is, I and I'm genuinely... reading about fifty subtitles at the same time. Just like my eyes are going crossed, and I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> I genuinely thought for a second I was having a seizure. I I just didn't know what <laughs> the visuals are so bizarre and the voice. I was like, wait, is am I, have I got two things playing at the same time? I thought maybe I'd opened two tabs and I had like things going on. I was genuinely checking Netflix to see like what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what oh no, they're, they're deliberately doing this. And I was like, no, it's this, because I have the subtitles on at the same time. And I was like, oh no, there are two subs at the same time. This is meant to be. Okay. What a weird mm. way to start your show. Right. Just throwing all the information at the world and probably something's relevant there, but I don't think it is. <laughs> who who knows and who will ever know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That was my first like moment of burnout. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. But that scene in episode three in particular, because it, it, again, it's dialogue that sounds like it should be important. And I think it's Pedo 2 who's speaking, mm. but it doesn't say anything. No. <laughs> no. And, and I, again, I can't, I can't remember anything that it said. I was like, oh, right, okay. So it's being poetic. I'm just going to tune out here and watch the cool fighter jets, fighter jets fly. Um, mm. But is there a reason why they don't engage? Why they don't try and destroy these giant monster things? Mm, at this point, no. Um, later on, they bring up some actual, like, decent reasonings as to why fighter craft and such can't operate in the same zones as these as some of these creatures. Um, but that doesn't really get touched upon in these first three. So, by all means, 
I guess he should be taking the shot, but also if there's 10,000 of them and he's just <laughs> well, there's one two, little there's fighter two, jet. There's two fighter jets, I think. But you, Oh I, yeah, the, my odds are so much better now that I have a second plane hey, against these 10,000. They're 10, twice, as, twice as better. They, they That's are literally 100% more efficient. You are yeah. correct. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get, I get your point. It would be a bit outnumbered. But oh, my theory was, and along those lines that they are a fairly small town fairly small military presence uh, potentially they just don't have that firepower to engage these may be more scouting mm. things from a scope from a sort of um uh why can't i think of the word for where you live on the edge of a country um, coastal 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 <laughs> like a coastal uh, <laughs> exploratory sort of purpose rather than a, a, a genuine you know, like observatory yeah. stance rather than anything else. Hence the observatory yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, they, it takes place in a fictional city, uh, in the, in a real prefecture, uh, called Chiba, which is just south of Tokyo and is a very coastal, um, segment of the map. Like it, it covers one entire side of the Tokyo Bay area okay. and then goes around to a very much like, like you said, very rural coastal cities. So. Did you like the bit when they knocked over a baby pram and a dog fell out? And the dog gets out. <laughs> yes, because I see those things everywhere. What, the dogs? Like, in prams? Yeah. Oh, God. It's a genuine thing. Oh. It happens all the time. I can oh. go anywhere. I could be in the middle of a town centre and there'll just be a pram going around. I'm like, oh, they've got the baby with them. Nope. <laughs> it's full of five chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> who needs that many chihuahuas and why is it in a pram let yeah, it walk yeah they're, 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 i swear man there is so much over here there's seems to be this almost subculture of <laughs> either our kids have gone to uni so now we are just all about the dog or yeah. they've not had kids and they've chosen instead to get a dog and that's mm. where all the affection's going it is bizarre yeah, I thought I thought they just changed the dog for a baby so that when it fell out, it wasn't ridiculously brutal. But I was really <laughs> wanted to see them knock over the pram and a baby just fly out and smash its face in the floor, like a little anime Whoa. baby take one to the face. Like, dude, just... it's a drawing. It's a drawing. I, I I'm not taking any flack for this. I think an anime baby taking one to the face would be funny. <laughs> Could you imagine just like it's because up to that point, everything's been fairly kind of happy go lucky, and yeah. then it's just this super brutal shot of a baby just going, <laughs> bah! it would just be so over the top and unnecessary. It's like, it's like that's the tone way. change, and the yeah. rest of the series just keeps getting darker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Maybe that's the same mm. dog that disappeared in Dr. Stone. Um, <gasps> It made it back to civilization. It it warped dimensions and found a loving family. It, it comes back with a big grey beard. <laughs> I've seen a thousand lifetimes. <laughs> the one Sheba that trans like survives across eons and dimensions. I want to see his story. What did you think to episode three when we get our first kind of very Jurassic Park? Uh, moment with oh, the with, yes on yeah, the bus. It was what do you think of that whole yeah. scene and the the plan and everything? I uh, I enjoyed the conclusion. I think is my main takeaway. I thought the the getting there was a 
was fairly convincing. I think, you know, they, they were speeding off trying to lure the Rodan away and they mm. crash into an already uh, crashed, um, bus. crashed bus. And then they have to quickly sort of, um, Yun gets knocked unconscious. He has to, he, he comes to and everything's sort of going on. And it seems believable because the Rodan's there with, the crazy professor and he quickly yeah. h- hops into the bus he wakes up yun very sort of come on get up you're gonna die get if up, you up. don't wake up and he's like ah shit i'm gonna die if i don't get out of this situation. i'm out of time i get on the bus I, I the timing of that was perfect i thought that was really well played out then what happened then yun manages to get into the safety of this sort of i don't know building with a big steel yeah, door like warehousey whatever uh, with this, these other people who are professional archers, we've got um, Hawkeye in there and uh, new <laughs> Hawkeye. I'm a fifth Dan in my bow skills. <laughs> well, how convenient. Uh, yeah. Well, handy dandy. How can we use this to our advantage? Um, and Give me that bottle. Yeah, I, I did like the solution. I thought using the AI to come up with that solution is very, again, just very handy. But very convenient, yeah. I thought it was a unique way to do it. I believed the mm. science behind it, whether it's true yeah. or not. Who, who who gives a damn? I believed the way they were talking about it, the frequency and stuff. I believed it, so it worked. Yeah, and I liked how mm. it how it drew them away just enough to get people into where they needed to be, and they could lead them away again. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't a plan to defeat the monsters, but to distract. And I think it was it was well played out. I think in the defense of the show's writing, Yun has the idea to make the whistling arrow first, right, but yes. then for the specifics, he hands over to the AI. But again, the, the, they mentioned the, there's only so much we can do with our limited internet connectivity, mm. and he still manages to make a fully modeled and replicated 3D uh, imagining of this bottle and exactly where he needs to put the holes. It's a great plan. I just think that the writing around it is a little bit clunky and very dependent on the AI. I'd much prefer to just see Yun punch two holes in the bottle. Right, and just and try then it. Fire it off. Yeah, try it first. But again, I guess this is set, this is taking place in, I think, 2030. It is, yeah. So I can give a little bit more leeway for it being that, that kind of tech being a bit more accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the year. Yeah. May's laptop is a two petabyte laptop, which means she's got two thousand terabytes yeah, of storage. That's huge, and it was most mostly full. When was this? Oh God, yeah, that's that's a lot of porn. I mean, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of research. That's a lot of stuff on in the there. homework folder. <laughs> in the uh, Do not look homework bo- boring ta- boring. Documents folder, uh, files, and uh, what else can we name? A folder and a folder and a folder. Yeah. And then you've got to go, th- and then it branches, and then it branches again, <laughs> depending how many layers you get. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? What? Anyway. Um, I would never I would never create a labyrinth of f- file folder systems. Anyway, yeah, that's a lot of uh, research that she's been doing. It is. Which I love that Pero just publishes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love how like it's such um loose committal uh from May. She's just like, mm, yeah, you, mm, okay, maybe think about that. And and the AI is just like, 
Yep, done it. Okay, I'm on it. <laughs> done. This is my mission. I have done. And I have uh, credited... You have 32 comments and... Uh... <laughs> I've credited myself with... Uh, as the co-author. As the co-author of this work. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's impressive. When was this, when was this show made? What's the time difference this... between when it's set and when it was made? Or Very recently. Um, it was this... Year earlier this year, I think. Oh, okay. So it's still only. Well, that's not this year, Sam. We're 2021. Shit. <laughs> no, 2020, 2021. Okay. I think maybe there was a bit of. It might have had some carryover. I'm trying to remember when exactly I we're was like, watching it because I was definitely here. We're also like two weeks away from 2022, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. But it is fairly modern. Um, okay. It was just a shame. It was it was trapped in Netflix hell for a while, right. so it was airing in Japan. But then Netflix waited until the very end and then dropped everything at the same time as they are wont to do. Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking about the because um, the, the, there is a an algorithm, isn't there, for predicting the the memory storage of things and like how a- exponential our memory capacity has got. And I don't know what it is, but the, mm. but it, it's, it's you know got, gone from like a mega like a a kilobyte to a megabyte into all the different things exponentially getting larger and larger by tenfold. So. I'm wondering whether they've done the calculations to see whether in nine years' time we will actually be operating in this that. This is how much my this, laptop that, that, can yeah. hold. This is how a ludicrous amount. Th- th- this is how. Yeah, but they'd have thought the same when we talked about like gigabytes back when we were working on kilobytes. Like it's yeah, almost true. the same ratio. Like I think it'd be interesting to see if they've done that. And also, this isn't the memory that you. This isn't the memory that you're available. This is just the memory you need. This is like what we were talking about off air. This is just the memory you need to open tabs now because everything's yeah. so complex <laughs> and so overpowered. Yeah. Send to the moon with nothing but a <laughs> bit of string. Yeah. Open too many Chrome tabs. Everything explodes. Yeah. 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 And, and again, it's points to the world building because I wouldn't have picked up on that. I didn't pick on up on that the first time through. Mm. It was only this time that I was paying a bit more attention that... I noticed the um, the data reading on the the pie chart that Pere Two pulls up, and there's lots of small details peppered into the background that you can pick up on like that that helps set up the world around the characters. Yeah, I think the only issue is when the dialogue is already so heavy, mm-hmm. lots of those smaller background details can get washed away. Yeah. Yeah, but again, is that something that maybe you benefit from a second watch through? And like you say, mm. it's not essential. And it's like everything, you know, when you rewatch stuff, you will pick up on those those finer details yeah. and those those little those little tidbits. Um, mm. Yeah, it could be. How just, was the yeah. texting scene in the dub oh, when they were messaging each other? Well, it wasn't. It, it was. You just had to rely on the dub. Uh, you just had to rely on the sub. Sorry. Um, Ah, so all the text was still in Japanese. All the text was still in Japanese. It was quite frustrating because obviously, obviously that's quite difficult to sort of isolate what's being said. And there was some voiceover, obviously, to certain bits, but I think yeah. generally you had to rely on the sub. That's really interesting. So um, when I watched this through the first time and this time again, I used the same uh, fan sub group who um, uh, took the episodes as they were releasing. Okay, yeah. And they went to the F... It, Mate, honestly, it was seamless. They right, had yeah. lined up over the top and added their own translations over the top of the original Japanese in English and even translated the little messages on the stickers yeah. of the little 
characters that came up. So the whole conversation was in oh, English brilliant. as well as their comments over the top. So yeah. big shout outs to the group that did that. Um, yeah. Whoever it may be. And yeah, true. I should have got the name really. <laughs> <laughs> I'll insert it here. Thanks for the reminder, Sam. The group that I used to watch Godzilla Singular Point was Animo TV Slash. They have a bunch of subtitles for shows that are stuck in Netflix hell, and you can check them out by visiting their website. No, you won't. Great job editing me. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it now, I have to do it. But yeah, it, I think it speaks to the fact that fans of anime can tend to be a lot more passionate and put a lot more effort into something. The, the fact that Netflix chose to admit that when they have all the money in the world and True. some of the stories that are coming out about translators who work there and subtitlers who work there not getting paid nearly enough, I think interesting. makes a very interesting case for quality and demand and kind of the standards of work from big companies like this. Because obviously... Netflix have licensed it, but Netflix haven't been the ones who produced it or whatever. They threw money at it, and then once it's come to their service, they've done the bare minimum to get the English subtitles onto it. Whereas yeah. another group who took the episode from it airing on TV and went frame by frame through a really quite dense and scientifically laced conversation, completely corrected it put it out into English and then released that episode. Corrected it? Ooh, the, that's harsh. You're saying Japan sorry, is, Japanese correct. isn't correct? <laughs> wow, Sam. You're making some bold not claims to my here. eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> not when I can't understand it. Look, I, I know katakana. I don't know kanji yet. And it's, okay. it's going that fast. <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost like it wasn't yeah. made for you, Sam. <laughs> what do you mean? All content in this world is mine to consume. <laughs> right like that genuinely is what it feels like sometimes on twitter it's like oh my god i can't believe you did this i can't stand this because this and it's like well okay just don't watch it then it's not yeah don't have leave it yeah it's not made for you clearly like have opinions but don't like just shut up stop being so (laughs) stop being so angry people um god damn right yeah cool no, but I mean, it's nice. To, it's, well, I was just going to say on on your point there. It's it's nice. I like I, you're clearly quite passionate about this. Like um, the the workers that that work for these big companies. That you've, we've spoken a lot about um, the animators themselves and things like that in the past. And yeah, it, it's good to sort of maybe discuss those at times. That culture around equal pay and making sure that people can are actually being paid compensated for what they do compensated correctly for what they do um yeah i think netflix i I don't know enough about the the industry really um it would be interesting to look at that because the way you were phrasing it sounds like it may just be rumors at the minute potentially there isn't hard and fast we know that yeah that they don't have the same kind of culture as let's say somewhere like uh Crunchyroll, where the subtitles tend to be a lot better than on Funimation or somewhere else. They actually care but Netflix about getting... Is, lo- is Netflix a Western company? Yes. So you'd expect them to have certain... As is Crunchyroll. Right. But you'd expect them to have certain, you know, working standards and uh, and mm. pay restrictions and... Well, not restrictions, you know, le- legalities around it. Yeah. Um, but more so than your typical Japanese animators. So the conditions and the pay you'd still expect to be better than that surely does that make sense well you'd hope so but 
a lot of the time translation work is often an afterthought. Dubbing, very different. Dubbing's got a lot more money behind it because it's a, an active localized script uh, working off the original. But in terms of translating and subtitling, yeah. um, e- even more recently, um, Squid is Game that, but was again, is that, quite is that, heavily... Yeah, it, uh, well, uh, we'll go back onto that because that's that, that might be a good mm-hmm. comparison. But isn't that because they're just they're targeting a western market so they're 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 assuming rightly or wrongly they're assuming that the dub is going to get the most watches so they're investing more in yeah, the dub and than, often it probably is than, than you're sub. right yeah it's like that's that's why they're putting it out there and that's it's just hedging why their bets lots bit, of shows it? now it's just it, it, yeah like if they're not willing you, to put the money into see it, the it's logic. not going to be as good yeah i, I just don't know yeah, whether that see- necessarily equates to you know unfair working situations or like un uh, what's what did you say uh just pay not being um what did you say what was compensated what? properly yes that's the word compensate mm. yeah it doesn't mean that compensation isn't necessarily fair it just means that they're not investing as much into it so the quality isn't as good yeah yeah i mean potentially i'm just playing devil's advocate i don't know yeah and that's fair enough um what we see a lot of is and, and this extends to um, manga as well, is the fact that the, the subtitling has to be done so quickly um, for these simultaneous releases that often there are lots of mistakes. Um, but sometimes they take the, the cheapest and laziest route with it in terms of... So the example I had before with Squid Game is that the English subtitles originally were just a very quick... Um, in fact, sorry, the subtitles originally were just the English script the localized script just playing at the bottom. Right. And a lot of the time that localized script changes meanings and yeah. um, intention of things that were happening. So they backpedaled and they actually released a proper, more right. accurate translation okay. for it. Um, yeah. Cause everyone was saying they will to, try to cut corners. Everyone was saying, you know, watch it in sub rather than dub. Um, you know, mm. even people, even people who didn't know Japanese or uh, Asian culture and and watch much subtitled work were saying watch it in sub rather than the original um which which was i found really interesting because there's people like Mm -hmm. just everyday viewers that don't have this experience and they're already saying that like why would they even think to do that like i think automatically as a western viewer you'd go ah it's in english i'll watch it in english i'll watch it in english it's really interesting that in the year of our lord 2021 (laughs) An argument that has been raged and fought and blood has been spilt on the forums of yesteryear of dub versus sub is still an actively evolving and changing um, discussion. I think what's more bizarre is that it took Squid Game for that conversation to sort of... (laughs) To break the camel's back. Yeah. To to get it to the masses. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, Okay. Don't know whether we answered anything there. I just had a really good discussion, but I enjoyed it. Um, odds and ends. Yeah, it's nice. Have you got anything? Uh, ED and OP. Oh, yeah. Damn. Um, okay. Go. OP. Uh, trying to picture it. OP, love the visuals. We've seen yep. similar stuff Amazing. in the past. Um, very sort of edgy, graffiti orientated, um, sketchy mm. outlines, overlays that yep. sort of blur really the good colors. Shadow work. Yeah. Um, intense weather visuals i felt like now that you said that the there was some 3d work in the 
character designs, I'm going to go out and say that I feel like there were some 3D elements in this with like some cityscapes and some and bits yep. and pieces, um, which was quite nice contrast. There was some silhouetting of Godzilla, um, kind of moshy, kind of bang it sort of club club vibes. That techno synth start, I love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah, generally really strong. Yeah, really good OP. What do you think? Anything to yep. add? Yep, I'd only. I'd only add that I really like the um, the lead singer, and I I love it when you can hear a singer like a they person. hit a note, and you, as a person, I yeah. I know the group Bish, but um... <laughs> I just thought I just thought that was you going. I know the group Ish, but <laughs> I know the group, the group Bish. Bish. The words Ish, like what do you mean Bish? Okay, Ish. What do you mean Ish? Oh yeah, it's close personal friends of mine. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I love it when you hear a singer hit a note and then take that intake of breath afterwards i think oh, it just okay, sounds yeah. like a little bit like my chemical romance raw. sort of like, yeah, yeah that kind of like they go for a really strong note and it just yeah, lands the, um, the call and response during the chorus is also quite a nice uh point during the okay. uh, during the chorus yeah cool. good yeah i really liked it i thought it was good uh what did you think to the ed um i actually really liked it i thought it, it started off um, again speaking from a visual point of view it started off very samey i thought uh, okay it's going it's just going to be this still character it's not going to really do much um but I, i'm trying it pops off it does pop off and i'm trying to picture it in my head because i haven't got it in front of me um it cuts to like grainy newsreels doesn't it and jumps into the world and then you see mm. may it's following may isn't it which is which is which is yeah. interesting and it it follows may as she's exploring sort of a, a, a scene a, a, a disaster that's happened and mm-hmm. she's sort of trying to sneak her way through to get answers um yeah it was good it was a really it's, good it's animation good. it's got that it's got drip feeds godzilla actually into the ed which is good to actually see yeah yeah see that and the the end shot where it's really crisp bold animation and that like contrasts oh. from all the sketchy stuff we've had up to that point in the ed it just like goes big, bold, colourful, vivid, and it's like, ah, oh, that's quite, re- that's really sort of satisfying. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely. I I like the um the story that the ED tells of her mm. kind of going about her day as normal whilst kaiju attacks are happening all over the world, and she's just going yeah. to a cafe and doing all this other stuff. Um, fun fact: all of the creatures and all of the people that you see, other than are real. May, yes, they are Godzilla actors and monsters from other entries in the franchise which is oh brilliant. I, was, I was kidding okay good <laughs> got it brilliant uh, yeah and i just have to like i think it's the shot that you mentioned but there's a moment where she's in the cafe and it does this like there is absolutely no reason for an ed shot to look this good mm. but she's on the computer and then it zooms out behind her does a full 360 spin around as she's pouting about something she's seen and then zooms out of the cafe window and yes. good god yes it's right it's right at it's the end isn't it yeah right and it's like godzilla's backwards yeah, and then that and then, then spins around yes exquisite yeah i did like that touch and you're right Absolutely there is no unreal. no rhyme or reason why they've put that much effort into an ed um when the animation has been fairly high standard throughout to be fair so it yeah. isn't it isn't completely unexpected but it is just this like next level sort of cinematography that goes on it's like okay yeah. i love what you've done there yeah all so. right and i think that's that's what i take away from this ed the most is mm. be that because the rest of it the song i don't think is great it's quite nice and relaxing and yeah. kind of 
is that that nice contrast between yes she's still doing her normal daily stuff whilst monsters are tearing shit up in the background but i i think the song's the weakest element of this otherwise stellar ed yeah. okay right we are getting on we've just passed the hour mark so let's get into oh, no. and discuss whether we um whether we think this show has what it takes to be in the universe we're ending on a high let's see if it, if it can maintain that uh, positive upward trend. Ooh. don't know why I'm talking in um, business language, but yes. Uh, let's see if we can get the... Uh, what's Stonks. Donks. Dongle. Why has the dongle got its name? Right, let's, let's talk about uh, the show. Okay, Sam. Three, co- yes. three questions. Concept and execution. Yep. Does it do a good job? Has it got any major turnoffs that's going to get someone m- massively turned off from the show? And uh, compatibility. Do those things, how do those things balance out? Do we want to keep watching the show? First question. Concept and execution. It's Godzilla. Is there any reason we need to discuss that anymore? Even adding on to that, it's it's Godzilla, but it's in a new light it's a slow burn mystery godzilla it's, it's not just red light godzilla's because everything's red mm. <laughs> everything is very red and very particularly yeah i think it's it's an interesting spin on the old formula the fact that the monsters seem to be much smaller uh, apart from that ending shot in episode three mm. kind of teasing that they're going to start to get bigger and more complex um how do we top the, the- swarm of pterodactyls let's do a giant pterodactyl (laughs) but yeah i think the introduction of all this very heady sci-fi is an interesting spin on godzilla because usually godzilla was very much grounded in the era that the film is made it's the technology of that time and to push it into the future a little bit makes for a, a unique twist yeah how about you um yeah i think everything you just said that's a really good summation i hadn't really thought about the other films and stuff but you're right it's always very trying to put the viewer into modern day let's um let's get the feeling as if this was happening now and that's where the terror comes from whereas with this they've completely jumped genre really and they've gone for this you know mystery sci-fi realm and i think that shift in genre really works for it um do we find out why it's called singular point because at this point i don't know <laughs> yes we do okay we cool. find out much later down the line okay um yeah so i think a big tick in the box for concept and execution because the animation is good we've talked about yeah some small drawbacks which we'll get into onto potentially in a minute but overall it's a really well produced thing and you know the ed and op mm-hmm. smash so yeah i think it, it's got the legs let's what do you think about turnoffs and executions? I think no. Wait, this is oh, going sorry. completely <laughs> turnoffs and executions. Tur- turnoffs and how they die. Ex- one of the one of the turnoffs is how they execute the baby um, as it falls out of the pram, <laughs> um, and they censor it by putting a dog sticker over the top. <laughs> uh, oh man! Um, I think this is going to be our big sticking point because there's lots here to like. But I feel, and I felt this even as the show was airing, um, I my attention would drift. And like I said, right near the beginning, so much is being said and done and yeah. is happening. And you have to 
parse all of that information and also then pick out the relevant bits and hold on to it. And I often found myself reaching for my phone because there was just oh. so much technobabble being just like sprayed at me that I wasn't keeping up until it kind of wound back and was like, ah, there's a monster. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily, I think I really like Yun's plot line, but May's, May, May, May's not even the, the worst part. They spend a lot of time going back to the observatory and dealing with this skeleton. Oh, yeah. And that's very slow. And that's almost where I lose a bit of interest because I like the adventure and the action-y stuff and the mystery. Yeah. But this is just very almost, um, what's it? What's, what's the show with, uh, Mulder and Scully, uh, X-Files, X-Files sort of, we're going to work Very in an much, office yeah. and we're going to go down to the basement and we're going to look at some get all these different files. And yeah. Gonna, well, we've got to get the microfilm right. machine. Yeah. That's an overhead projector. <laughs> That's a floppy disk. Remember <laughs> those kids? <laughs> You're young. You don't understand. Uh. <laughs> kids today. Yeah, it is. And that part, I understand that the threads there. Oh, it's going to be important. Back yeah, around. Absolutely. But. At this stage in the story, when we've got people who are flying across to meet scientists and we've got this weird particle being discovered and Yun's busy making a battle robot to fight against these dinosaurs, it just comes across as killing the pacing. Yes. And when I'm already like feeling a bit frazzled, those moments just add to it. It's like that's the moment that I can just completely reset. Well, because- it's... What's what your problem with the main story with with Yun and everything is that overstimulus of information going on, and the one saving grace that that has is that there's a lot of entertaining stuff going on at the same time, like the battles and like mm-hmm. some of the uh, character arcs and stuff like that. This then removes the fun stuff and just gives you the information dumping, and it's like, and now I'm like, no, I was I was I was almost on board while I was having a good time. But now you've removed mm. that fun element and you've tried to do it with that floppy disk crap, but it's just not, <laughs> it's just not fun enough to, for me to really care about what they're doing. Yeah. I think that's, that's a big thorn in the show's side. Yeah. Um, what I will say as, as a minor caveat is that I do think that the show benefits a bit more in binge format. When I was watching week to week, I would come back and I'd be totally lost. I'd be like, what actually? happened yes. last week i can like, see that well it, it but then again it's the trade-off either i'm going to get completely burnt out by watching six episodes in a row and being overwhelmed with information about theoretical concepts that don't exist or i have to wait a week in between each one and i have to watch the last part of the episode that i've just finished to remind myself each week what's happening they don't it's, seem to do they what what this show potentially could benefit from is a recap at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, don't ironically to, enough. Yeah, like we criticize them enough for shows enough for doing it, but it could almost benefit from just the key points. What did you need just for dumb people like us? Just what can you yep. what did I need to take away from the show so far? Remember this, this and this from yes. last episode. Okay, now let's get into the new <laughs> one. Exactly. Instead of having a thousand voices talk over a fighter plane, and use that time to tell me what just happened. Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. So what do we want to do? I am on the fence with this one. I did enjoy lots of this. So I'm not going to say it's a complete turn off. And I think if you. Yeah. 
enjoy the mystery sci-fi. There's room for people to be engaged in this. I think, does it do enough? The animation is pretty good. Like, compared to a lot of shows. It is pretty good. Compared to a lot of shows. And it's Godzilla. It's Godzilla. It's big monsters that turn up and, and, and die. Wreak havoc. But. Oh, I had massive evolution vibes from this, by the way. Um, oh yeah. (laughs) What a film. Yeah. Um, oh wow. That's a neurons firing. Yeah. Because they can't, they can't survive in our environment. They have to adapt to the oxygen. They keep dying and dying until they get more used to it. And then they, um, yeah. they evolve so quickly. That's actually a really interesting parallel you've drawn there. Yeah, well, I was contextualizing th- a lot of stuff. I, I did write in my notes, is huh. this, the, is this the thing where, because they mention about adapting to our environment, they've come from a different environment. So I, I did think that potentially it's the oxygen, it's the atmosphere that they can't deal with. And as they evolve, they can last longer and they're very, but that, but the reason that works in evolution is because they are literally evolving at a rapid rate. So they can mm. adapt and survive very, very quickly as they're, as their evolution pro- evolutionary process speeds up, whereas here they'd have to maybe explain it in a different way because it's not. Yeah, I mean, we see the Rodans change shape, don't we? Like they change their form Do they? a little bit. Do they? Yeah. Well, they um, say they got smaller. The... Mm. But, Interesting. I... But in terms of wanting to watch more, <laughs> where are you at with wanting to watch more? Oh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I want to. Yes. How high up on my list of priorities is it? Not very. Yeah. I, I do want to see Yun and I like the, you know, I criticize him a lot at the beginning, but I, I, I think I do enjoy his, I, I love Sherlock Holmes. So I, I think. Yeah. I, so I his, enjoy seeing that. that, but in a more techno yeah. and technology side, whilst also dealing with Kaiju is interesting. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. Right. It's we need, a really tough one. We need to make a decision. Um, I'm going to say... Let's, let's bring it back to yeah. new t- first-time watchers. Is a first-time watcher going to come into this and are they going to think that, wow, this is amazing, this is this is everything that I want to... That there's the sci-fi, there's this and that. Or is a first-time watcher going to come into this and be like, why are they talking so much and why is there so much information? I cannot keep up with this. Yes. Then I think begrudgingly i think maybe not this into the this doesn't get into the anime okay. because i think what you need for this is you need to have a lot more behind you and a lot more especially if you're watching it in the sub like you need to build up your skills of reading subtitles and also seeing what's happening on the screen i think this is a good show for fans of godzilla and i think this is a good show and a very well produced show in general yeah i just don't think that you can show it to a novice okay i agree this is something that comes along later it's a good show it just yeah not particularly strong in a complete novice world especially with that opening scene the opening scratchy oh scene that you imagine makes people trip yeah that, that, sort of, <laughs> that sort of packages it right there and then as what you're gonna get so so sorry um whatever you're called godzilla singular point um you're not going to get into the universe this time but you know we might come back to you we might revisit you uh, in the future if i stick with it um we haven't done a revisit in ages we'll have to try and see what we can do about that yes thank you to all our wonderful listeners make sure you hit us up on instagram and twitter to let us know your thoughts of godzilla singular point and what you want us to discuss next time um 
go give it a try if you if you're into anime go give godzilla singular point a try i i did enjoy it um but then again i'm an expert now so it you know whatever true 62 episodes and counting exactly um make sure uh to yeah let us know your thoughts we've done all that um tell a friend share the podcast get um as many people listening so we can get into the zeitgeist um and (laughs) we're gonna go chat about our week um thanks for listening we'll see you in the anniverse Welcome back, everybody, to Slice of Life. This is the part of the show where Will and I just catch up, chat about what we've been watching and reading and listening to this week, and generally just have a bit of a downtime after the obviously very mentally taxing main bulk of the episode. So what's been on your radar this week, Will? What have you been up to? Um, So I... What have I been doing? I've been really trying to get into my creative streak, and I watched... um. I watched Mr. Beast's interview uh, from mm-hmm. a few months ago, and that was really insightful. It was uh, based in his new facility that they've just bought. They spent millions on this oh, new, wow. new building that's huge. Um, it might have been where they filmed Squid Game. I don't know because obviously this was a few months ago. Now I found it. I, I was just I was curious about his work. I was curious about his work ethic. I was curious about what he'd done. So I was just looking for something. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it might have been. I'm not sure. Um, but they bought all this land as well. There's loads and loads of acres. And it basically, it was a whole wow. interview plotting his career and sort of showing you how he'd, what his philosophy was. Um, and it was really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was going to make a note of who the interviewer was. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So the, um, the interview was by Colin and Samir. Um, I've never heard of them. Neither had I, but they've uh, done a few interviews with Mr. Beast. This was from two months ago. Um, oh. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was a, a, a video on YouTube that you can watch, um, and it was in his new warehouse, and they were talking about like where he started from and stuff. It's just really interesting. Um, I think, you know, as far as creators go, he's definitely one to sort of aspire to because he's just he's he goes so big. He's so big, but he's always gone so big. Like he reinvests everything, every penny that he's made back into YouTube pretty much. Like obviously yeah. within reason, because I'm sure he's still doing very well for himself, but like ever yeah. since an early day, uh, since the early days, it was always reinvestment, reinvestment and everything. He says that everything, you, everything else he does all like um, his gaming channels and his reaction videos and stuff, or everything he earns off that goes straight back into the main channel. It's like, that's oh, wow. his, that's his goal. Um, he's a hundred percent on the grind. Yeah, well, he he just wants to make the best videos possible, as he keeps saying in his video. Which not not to critique the man, he's an absolute legend, but that is his big thing that he'll beat you over the head with because that's his main goal. He just wants to produce. He wants to be the biggest, best YouTuber by creating the best content, and you know that's admirable. Mm. Um, apart from wow. that, I haven't really been watching that much. Like I say, I watched. Um, another episode, another episode or two of Doctor Stone. I excellent. What did I? I feel like I watched a film recently. That, but pff, it escapes me now. It might come to me. I'll uh, I'll get my Netflix open and see what's on my recently watched. But uh, yeah, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, this week I have been going on a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole myself. I've been watching lots and lots of Ludwig. Um, he's primarily a streamer on Twitch. He's recently jumped over to YouTube for uh, his live streaming, which has been murdered in various controversies here and there, which is quite funny. But I really like his content. He seems like a really just kind of down-to-earth, uh, funny guy. And a lot of his 
content is just really just easy to consume. I am um, outside of that. I was just nope. gonna, I was just going to say. I think I think I know Lud- Ludwig through um oh, what's he called? Oh, Saikuno and people like that. Um uh what's he called? What what are the other guys called? Uh Toast and um Toast. Yeah, Toast. Are these the guys that he kind of streams with? Often? Yeah, I think they're so. all streamers as well, right? Yeah, they're streamers. I've and seen a few things where he's done uh, speed runs against pro players with like four other guys. Yeah. I think, so I think some of them might be Maybe, those yeah. guys you're talking about. Yeah, they're they're, they're very good. I, I got into watching Saikuno a lot during the Among Us uh, blow up. Um, oh, he used to yeah, do yeah. that a lot, and also the GTA uh, Five. Um, uh, the stories thing. The stories thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. What else have you been watching? Uh, I've been keeping up with Hawkeye, actually. Oh yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen episode, episode four yet. I haven't seen episode four yet. So, um, Ooh, yeah, it's, it's good. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I, I'm very much liking, I, I, we mentioned last week how much, um, it humanizes Hawkeye as a character and I'm just loving the way that they keep showing the impact of what being a non-superpowered superhero is and like mm. the toll that takes in every way so yeah. yeah that's been really good um i've been watching the seasonal seasonal anime we had an absolute banger of an episode with um jobless reincarnation this week where holy crap <laughs> it just all expectations it just comes out of nowhere it's just like this this it's the episode's called turning point two and it is a hundred percent a turning point for the entire show like is it the second one though up in it is <laughs> okay good um, but i would argue that this one was much more impactful and the team behind it went absolutely all out it's some of the best animation i've seen this season the emotional impact of the scenes land 100 percent. it's just honestly incredible also go watch jobless reincarnation if you haven't already we awesome. might cover it for the show one day i've also um, and that's about it i've also watched episode i've just been looking at my netflix i've also watched nice. episode four of arcane and i was like oh the oh. animation in this show it's so good and just mate listen l- just listen to enemy the 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 enemy by imagine dragons it, oh. imagine dragons i knew it would be well yeah it, it's quite yeah good. I'm 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 doing the same thing with Arcane that I did with Squid Game, and it's just I'm going to wait until, until it's done, completely <laughs> gone from it, and then I'll sit down and watch an episode. And become, but that will be my personality for the next two weeks as I just binge watch through all. Is it nine nine episodes? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, but yeah, all the content creators I follow have been saying how good it is, and even if you're not a fan of League, you can still get into it. And I think you more than anything can yeah. attest to that yeah prove that to a, to a t like never even yeah didn't know anything about it you gave me like a, a league of legends 101 a couple of weeks back um yeah mm. um yeah so one thing that i do want to uh watch more of is that there's new episodes of titans on netflix and uh i watched oh, i watched right. quite a uh, there's three seasons i can't remember how much i've watched i've definitely watched all of is season that one. the one yeah where robin says fuck batman yes excellent sold yes. <laughs> yeah. i think that's in episode one of that season easy one, and it's like okay from there on <laughs> it's okay. they peaked yeah i mean 
you expect it to. I, I, there's only so much you can do of that, really. But uh, I was going to say the ti- Titans' powers to do that in live action mm. must require so much money. Apart from Robin, like I'm trying to imagine yeah. Starfire and Raven, and just to have Cyborg being a cyborg the I'm- whole time, and Beast Boy, like who's yeah. constantly transforming. Yeah, he doesn't trans. Yeah, I think that's the 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 crux, isn't it? You know, it's it's more slow so that he doesn't transform all the time. And from what I remember, the transformation was pretty good though. And Starfire, I don't know whether they get around this. She she loses her memory for most of season one, Um, so she she can't use her powers potentially. Yeah, I can't. It's it's ages since I've seen it. I see you. There's definitely some memory memory missing there. But uh, uh, may- maybe it's like season one, let's do it this way, see if people like it and make money from it. And now we've got the money, we can and then put it use all that money to, to, to go on holiday. <laughs> to make it, to, Then we'll use all that money to make us rich. That sound like a plan? Okay, good. Sold. What do you mean you want a season two? Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, uh, double super mega ultra amnesia. <laughs> okay right guys uh we've talked for more than uh long enough thank you guys if you stuck to the end uh, we love you we'll leave you and take care see you next week